helping pharmacists grow themselves, their business, and driving outcomes. This is Pharmacy Now. Welcome to episode 10 of the Pharmacy Now podcast. Excited to be back. We've had a little bit of break in the action, uh, getting back to normalcy um, a little bit, as most of us hopefully are out there uh, post-COVID, with that uh, being kind of uh, dwindling down, so to speak. Again, want to thank all the frontline healthcare workers, especially those pharmacists out there who have been doing an incredible job across the country and across the world for that matter in uh, conducting immunization services uh, for COVID-19. So let's get right to it. We've got an incredible guest today from Tablia Rasa Healthcare, whose headquarters is in New Jersey, publicly traded company. Uh, ticker is TRHC. And today we are very fortunate and privileged to have the Chief Scientific Officer, Dr. Jacques, with us, who heads up the Research Center uh, for Tablia Rasa Healthcare in Florida. Uh, Jacques, jump right in and tell us about yourself. Well, thank you very much. Uh, yes, my name is uh, Jacques Turgeon. I'm a pharmacist by uh, background. I was trained in uh, the province of Quebec, so from Canada. And then I did a master and a PhD degree in, in drug pharmacokinetics and, and then pharmacogenomics. I did uh, my postdoc at Vanderbilt University. So for those who are interested, this is probably where I got the accent when I'm speaking from. So Vanderbilt in Nashville. Then I spent my career in uh, mostly in academia in, in the province of Quebec at the University of Laval and then, then the University of Montreal. And um, I became the Dean of the College of Pharmacy at the University of Montreal, uh, VP Research for the University of, of Montreal, and then CEO of the uh, Medical Center there, the University Medical Center. Uh, throughout, the, throughout those years, I have worked at developing uh, a software that can help pharmacists manage patients with uh, polypharmacy. And uh, this is this is the the software that was licensed to Tabula Rasa that you introduced uh, a little bit earlier. And um, I'm now with the company. We're trying to develop the product and demonstrate the the great value. So my role as a ch- as the chief scientific officer is really to uh, oversee the science behind the the software. And, and the great things this uh, this software can do. Fantastic! Thank you so much for the background there, Doctor. We had the privilege of uh, a while ago, uh, in the middle of COVID, talking actually to the chief sales officer from Tablier Rasa Healthcare. Uh, uh, Dr. Kevin Bozen, and just a little bit we touched on Medwise, but really exciting technology, and I was so thrilled to have you today uh, as a guest to talk more in depth about that, the science behind it, and really how it can have a positive impact uh, on patients' lives uh, with all of the medications that are being taken uh, with a lot of these patients uh, today, and, and again, talking to uh, industry experts uh, during during the time of this podcast and other pharmacists, excited to to dive in with it uh, with you here today on that exact subject. So if you could tell me uh, just a little bit more about Medwise and some of the unique research that you're doing. Uh, so yes, Medwise is a clinical decision support system, which means that it is a system that provides information uh, 
to health professionals in order to help them make a proper decision for the pharmacotherapy of patients. So trying to develop not only uh, or select drugs, not only for the disease that the patients have, but make sure that the combination of drugs that patients are taking, so the drug regimen is optimal when patients have one, two, three, four, five chronic conditions end up taking 15, 20, 25 drugs. In other words, uh, you can receive the best drug or the appropriate drugs for each of the disease that uh, you have. So uh, a physician can follow the perfect guidelines from the American Society for Hypertension and treat your hypertension the way it should be. But for disease number two, there's another treatment guidelines from another society that say, say these are the medications you can take. Same thing for disease three, four, and five. But at the end, that doesn't mean that all these drugs together represent the optimal treatment that you should be receiving. And that's where this clinical decision support system, the Medwise, is helping pharmacists mostly to select the best drug or to find the best way to administer the drugs so that the patients have an optimal drug regimen. And therefore, we can prevent and, and decrease the risk of adverse drug events, which unfortunately is the fourth leading cause of, of death in the United States. So, so that's basically in, 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 in a very simple uh, way being describing, describing Medwise. One of the feature of Medwise is uh, using algorithms to establish a medication risk score. So this medication risk score is, is a numerical value that provides a quantitative assessment of the appropriateness of the drug regimen. So it becomes easy for clinicians to say, oh, the patient is at 15, so that's you know, limited risk, moderate risk. The patient is at 45 out of 50, well, that becomes very, very high risk of adverse drug events, and something has to be done to optimize the, the drug regimen. So in, in a nutshell, this is this is Medwise and what I will be talking a little bit more later on on, on, on the Medwise risk score. Just, uh, again, I tell the listeners all the time, they know very well I'm not a pharmacist, but this is very intriguing to me. Um, so I'm a patient, uh, I have multiple disease states, perhaps I'm diabetic, hypertension, uh, I'm taking seven, eight different types of medications that have been prescribed to me by my docs that I'm seeing regularly or annually. Um, and so depending on the cocktail of medications, my health could be at risk even though they were prescribed to me by, uh, by physicians. Yes, exactly. And, and according to each of those, as I said, each of those specific disease treatment guidelines. So that could be risk. So if you're taking five, six, seven medications, the risk is probably low. But when you're taking 15, 20, 25 medications, that's where the combination or the appropriateness of those combinations come up, become to, uh, to, to put you at risk of adverse drug events. And that's important because if you start to have side effects or adverse events, uh, well, patients will have a tendency not to take their drug. If you stop not taking your drug and you have adherence uh, issues, then you don't have the benefits associated with 
taking those medications the way it was intended. So all this is linked, and it's that's what we're trying to address with Medwise, and especially the Medwise risk score, is making sure we optimize the drug regimen for all the diseases that the patients are are presenting to us. And that's what we're doing um, If because you ask on your questions and, and the research we're doing. So uh, that's why we created the Research Institute back in 2019 uh, in Lake Nona. So Lake Nona is a, 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 a small city, I will say, south of Orlando. But it's uh, it's it's basically what uh, has been developed by Teddy Stock and 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 a guy of Vision Joe Lewis, where uh, it's the Lake Nona Medical City, where we have different universities, different uh, uh, hospitals, and and several uh, uh, small companies, I will say, all associated with development of uh, new strategies to treat patients, and that's where we have our research institute where we have a group of individuals, uh, a lot of them with uh, PharmD and PhD, some uh, software engineers, some UI UX people, data analysts, where we're trying to develop algorithms that are feeding Medwise and, and this Medwise risk score so that we are becoming more and more precise in, in our predictive value of the risk of adverse drug events. So all this is happening in, uh, in Lake Nona. In, in, in medical city in the context of uh, uh, an, an environment, I will say, of uh, high science and, and uh, with, with, with a lot of people with, uh, with, with, with great expertise. Okay, understood. And so a lot of research taking place down there in Florida. Um, I know I did a little bit of homework, uh, looked at the risk score there, uh, and, and again, talking to our last guest from TRHC, you've got a risk score from zero to 50. Uh, thinking about that kind of like, uh, you know, a credit score, uh, how at risk are you um, in terms of, you know, being healthy or, or paying back money in terms of a credit score. But, uh, um, but in all seriousness, if you could talk a little bit about, I know you've got some white papers and some studies that have been conducted uh, over the past several years and some very uh, more recent here uh, to kind of let the audience know what kind of impact this is actually having on patient populations and, and how this is uh, uh, helping individual patients and, and the work that you've done to prove just that. If you could speak to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so let me, uh, so probably I will address this with two different examples. Let's start with one example of the type of study that we have conducted in, in the last year and a half. Uh, why the last year and a half? Uh, because it has been the COVID-19 era, and uh, the COVID infections uh, infection uh, tended to uh, impact more elderly people when this uh, pandemic started. Uh, as a company, we're involved with a lot with program of all-inclusive care in the elderly, so PACE programs, where individuals there um, have uh, have to have at least three chronic conditions. They're taking on average 12 medications per day. They are 76 years old. So that was typically a population at high risk for being infected by COVID. So what, what did we do? Well, we, we, we did several publications on the type of medications that could be used, but we also conducted simulation studies. Um, what is it? Is that as we, as the scientific community was, com community was coming with uh, 
drugs that could be repurposed for being used against COVID. For example, you've all heard about hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin. So we, we, we could, we can take the drug regimen of patients, add virtually. So adding virtually by doing simulations, new drugs into their drug regimen and see how this addition of new drugs without exposing any patient to a risk of side effects is changing their medication risk score, is changing their risk of presenting adverse drug events. So that's what we did. We did the first publications in about 2,000 patients where we added different drugs to their drug regimen, and we could see which patients may end up with toxicity or potential toxicity. What are the characteristics of these people? So that in the real world, we could avoid using these medications in specific patients with specific drug regimen. Uh, so that's the power of looking at the risk score like that and the power of being able to use uh, AI, artificial intelligence, algorithms to add medications and see how this may impact the outcomes in su such patients. Uh, in, in the same topic, we did another publication where this time uh, we did not look at PACE participants, but we look at uh, Medicare people and found the same type of things. I could exactly, and that was in about 500,000 patients. So we could exactly know which type of patients would be at risk if I was to treat them with new medications against COVID, considering the other disease that they have, considering the other medications that, they're, that they have also. And we did the same thing also in a commercial population. So in patients taking most likely less medications, and again, what are the people that could be at risk? What type of side effects they may present? And, and, and that, is, uh, that, that could give us results both on a qualitative but also quantitative uh, point of view. That's absolutely fantastic, uh, doctor. And so uh, if we could switch gears for just a moment, and again, feel free to dive back into any of these studies because it's really fascinating uh, research that you were all conducting uh, down there in Florida. Um, uh, what is the overall financial impact uh, related to these risk scores? You know, how does that, and my mind's just kind of spinning a little bit when you talk about that many drugs and all the different players that you have within this industry, whether it's the payer for the insurance company or, to your point, the Medicare population that you were dealing with. Obviously, big pharma involved when somebody's taking that many medications or any medications for that matter. Uh, the pharmacists themselves, and what you're saying is they're on the front line. They're the ones that are uh, potentially conducting uh, these medication safety reviews that are a part of this risk score analysis that you all have uh, have built over your years of research. Um, what is the kind of financial impact uh, of having this type of technology uh, uh, through Medwise and a medication safety risk score enter the marketplace? We have shown an, an association between the medication risk score with different outcomes, uh, with different healthcare outcomes, I will say. So as your medication risk score increases, your risk of presenting adverse drug events increases. As your medication risk score increases, your risk of going to the hospital increases. Your risk of 
going uh, having emergency room visit increases. You're going to see your doctor more often. The risk of falling increases. So there, there are plenty of outcomes that we have demonstrated in associations between the medication risk score, the medwise risk score, and those outcomes. But as you alluded to, uh, we have also demonstrated that uh, there is an association between the medication risk score and the uh, medical expenditures observed in, in, in patients. So for every point uh, of the medication risk score increase, so if you increase your medication risk score from by one point, this is associated with an increase of about a thousand dollar. So it's eight hundred and thirty-seven, depending on the population, from uh, eight eight hundred to a thousand and thirty something dollars in in the medical expenditures that will be observed in this patient. So that's not only for drugs, but that's also for hospital visits, ER visits, and 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 side effect that could be related to these medications. So. So what's the point? Well, there's this association. And then the strategy is that now that I have these associations with outcomes, including the economical outcomes, so medical expenditures, if I'm a pharmacist or a physician and I see patients with a very high risk score, what can I do to decrease this risk score? What kind of interventions can we do? And that's what our pharmacists are doing. We do some risk stratification. We target patients at, with a very high risk score, so very high risk, and we try to intervene on them. We intervene on them to decrease the risk score, change some of their medication, adjust some of the medications, whether it's the dose, time of administration, so that we were able to demonstrate, and we, we have demonstrated, we have other publications coming, that this intervention and that this decrease in the medication risk score is associated with a decreased risk of adverse event and also a decrease uh, a decrease in the medical expenditure. So it, in, in response to your question, the medication risk score is a good indicator of what is the risk in this patient, how much are they going to cost, and if I can intervene on them by how much I can decrease their medical expenditure. So what's interesting about this is, is that's different than a risk score based on disease. On disease, sometimes it's difficult to intervene with the progression of the disease, with, with what's going to be happening next. But with the medication risk score, it's based on the, on the drug regimen. I can intervene on this. I can today improve the combination of medications. So I can have today a direct impact on some of the outcomes, including medical expenditures. Understood. That is really fascinating. Um, so that, that really leads me into my next question, though. And, and those are some big numbers that add up very quickly uh, when you think about uh, total dispense medication nationwide, uh, different patient populations that fall into these various buckets um, that you've kind of walked through with some of the studies that you've all conducted. Um, what is Tablirasa Healthcare doing today to get this technology out there 
uh, available to to everyone. Uh, I mean, particularly pharmacists, because as you mentioned, it sounds like pharmacists are the ones to be conducting these uh, medication safety reviews as they analyze risk scores and looking at their individual patient populations in the different disease states and number of medications that they're on. But what is how is Tablirasa Healthcare, again, TRHC is the stock ticker, getting uh, this tool in the hands of as many pharmacists as possible. Yeah, the first well, the first step that we have done with the company was to, or has been, to have our own pharmacists conducting uh, medication safety review. So we have different different hubs, different places where we have call centers, and we have trained pharmacists uh, because um, we believe that additional training is mandatory to use Medwise the proper way and to get all the benefits uh, from the interventions that it can propose. Because I said it at the beginning, this is a clinical decision support system. It does not give you an answer. It provides information and requires that the professional use this information to generate the best uh, intervention possible in the specific patients in front of them. So uh, what we've done, we've demonstrated the value of this approach by having our own pharmacists being trained. And, and roughly right now within the company, we have about 600 pharmacists. They're using the tool, they're working with it, and, and, and they see the power. Now, we also have, uh, as a company, acquired Prescribe Wellness, which is a network of about 18,000 community pharmacies. And that's the idea that you just put on the table. How can we spread the good word? How could we spread the use of this approach to community pharmacies? Well, that's what we started. But again, we, we require that pharmacists outside of the company, but uh, uh, in the prescribed wellness network, for example, if they're using our software uh, as a service, so it's a SaaS model, that they go through training. They have to go training. They have to be certified, midwise certified, so that we're convinced that they will be using the tool the proper way. So that's what we're trying to make sure that more and more pharmacists are exposed to midwise, that more and more pharmacists are demonstrating the value base, uh, you know, the value of their intervention on the outcome of the patients, rather than just looking at, you know, using generics or the, trying to find a cheaper drug for their patient. It's now trying to find the best mitigation that will not only decrease, and sometimes it may increase the cost of the mitigation, but will improve the total uh, the, the, the total outcome, the total medical expenditures that you observe with this uh, with this patient. So, what do we do on, on top of that? We well, we do research projects, and the more research projects we're doing, the more we expose different groups of individuals, uh, different pharmacists from different organizations to use the software, and and to demonstrate the value of the approach. And so far, we have conducted several studies. All of them end up at the same place. They demonstrate that when pharmacists get involved with this approach of looking at the holistic view of the drug regimen and trying to improve it, they have a major impact on the outcome of the patients. Well, again, thank you for that information. It, uh, it really makes sense. And, uh, 
you know, excited, I, you know, for Tablia Rasa Healthcare to get this technology out there and available to uh, every single patient that could use it and benefit from it, um, which leads me really to, I think, you know, one of my final questions that I had uh, outlined for you here today, doctor, and that is, what are the upcoming studies that uh, Tablia Rasa has on the docket um, and, and really kind of the future of, uh, of this product and program uh, as you guys look forward into 2021 and beyond? Yeah, so so um, b before I get into the future, there's also one study that I, I wanted to give a, a, a touch on a little bit, which is the uh, a study on an outcome that I haven't talked to uh, so far. I've been talking about how it can decrease hospitalizations, ER visit, costs, fall, but um, I said at the beginning that adverse drug events are the fourth leading cause of death in U.S. So with some colleague, the, Dr. Wilson Pace and others from the Dartnet Institute in Colorado, uh, we put on the table one hypothesis. That is, if the medication risk score, the medwise risk score is associated with adverse drug events. And if we agree that adverse drug events are associated with an increased risk of death or premature mortality, is the medication risk score predictive or mortality? And that's a study that, that we did. So what we did, we uh, and it was done mostly by the Dartnet Institute, so arm's length from the company, we did the risk stratification for them. We give them the medication risk score. So they uh, used the electronic health record of 427,000 patients from different U.S. healthcare organizations. We went back in 2011 and we risk stratified or developed the risk score for each of the patients at the beginning. And then we followed them for seven years until 2017. And every time these patients were having a new drug, every time they were seeing the doctor, every time they were looking to the hospitals, we were creating a new risk score. But the objective was to look at uh, what is the hazard ratio of patients, uh, or is there, first of all, an association between the medication, the midwives risk score with mortality, and what are the hazard ratio if there is an association? And the studies was published about a month and a half ago that clearly demonstrated a, an increase in the hazard ratio of premature mortality as your risk score was going up. So for example, if I put a value of one if in patients have a risk score less than one, less than 10, sorry, uh, this hazard ratio becomes 1.65 if the risk score is between 10 to 14. It becomes 1.8 if it's between 15 and 19. 2.3 if it's between between 30 and th and 30, uh, 20 and 30, and that is also adjusted with age. So we adjusted for all co-variables, uh, making sure we were really dissecting the contribution of the appropriateness of the medication regimen. For example, if you are between 30 and 49, and your midwife risk score is seven point is uh, greater than 30 then your hazard ratio of premature mortality is 7.8. This is huge, huge. So that study clearly demonstrates that not only we have those um, 
uh, surrogate endpoint, I will say, such as falling or having adverse events, but also hard endpoints such as death that the medication risk could be uh, helping to prevent and, and clearly improve the, uh, the, the outcomes uh, in all this. Uh, if I get then into future research, um, we're, we're clearly working on, on virtual patients. We're clearly working in getting data uh, in large cohort, so generating data for large cohort of patients with large, multiple uh, diseases, taking different and, and very various drug regimen so that we could uh, become a tool for the pharmaceutical industry to test the impact of their new medications coming on the market in, 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 this, in, in a large population knowing in advance if they could change the midwife's risk score, if they could change the risk of certain side effects without, as I said before also, without exposing patients to those side effects. So there are different ways of doing research now. I mean, the typical ways to do a clinical trial, you expose thousands and thousands of patients to a new drug and you see what's happening, both on the efficacy side and on the toxicity side. What we're proposing in future studies is, is to use our virtual approach to those simulation studies or simulation clinical studies to have a pretty good idea on what could be the risk. It's going to have to be tested into real people, but what could be the risk? And if there are populations that we could pre-identify that will be at increased risk of adverse drug events, Whenever, whenever I'm, I'm bringing a new medications on uh, uh, within the, ter the therapy of my within the therapy uh, drug choices. Wow, that's uh, absolutely fantastic uh, information, doctor, and appreciate you sharing that final study. I did; I missed it right there on my notes. So, thank you for bringing that back up, and and also take uh, taking note there on the future of this. So. It is uh, amazing technology. Again, congratulations to you, your team, Tablier Rasa Healthcare, for really pioneering this medication safety. I know it's been around for a while um, in terms of you know the the concept of it, if you will. Uh, I think about the uh, John Hopkins version of medication safety, but it's uh, you know single singular in terms of the disease state. It's just uh, one med to one med. It's not um, you know multi drug. Uh, analysis and, and what you've shared with us here today. So it is really incredible stuff. Uh, I can't wait uh, to hear from you all soon and how uh, you are continuing to achieve success and pioneering this uh, space and this new technology. Um, before I uh, wrap it up, doctor, any uh, final thoughts from you? No, I, th I, th I think this is great because, uh, and, and maybe what I can say is, is coming back with the name of the company. Uh, you know, tabula rasa, which means clean state. And that's the approach that we have, trying to innovate, thinking like, if I, if I start from scratch, I mean, looking at the drug regimen that those patients are having or, or any conditions, if I start from scratch, how could I build the best drug regimen from this patient? When I'm looking at clinical trials, again, thinking outside the box, is is the approach that we have and that's that's why the company's name is is tabula rasa which which means this this clean state and uh, uh, slate and that's that's what we're that's the way we're thinking i love it thank you for the uh 
quick lesson there in Latin. I, I, I was close. I didn't have the whole thing, but it's been a while uh, uh, with my Midwestern Catholic roots since I thought about it. So uh, really fantastic having you on the show today, Doctor. Thank you for spending the time with us and taking time out of your very, very busy schedule down there at your research center. Uh, we appreciate it very much so and look forward, as I mentioned earlier, to talking to you in the future. So for now, that is episode number 10 of the Pharmacy Now podcast. I want to thank all the listeners and, of course, the best producer in the business, Mr. Gary Finer. We'll see you all next time. Mm-hmm.